We continue our off-season Kings coverage with a look at newly signed L.A. Kings defenseman Vladislav Gabrikov. We'll recap his brief time in L.A., look ahead to what his signing means for the Kings and their defensive core. That's next in this edition of Locked On L.A. Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we are on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate L.A. Kings fan for 30 years. This episode of Locked on L.A. Kings, your team every day, brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Coming up on today's show, we're going to look at the Kings defensive core after the re-signing of Vladislav Gavrikov and what changes could still be to come. Plus, news on a goalie the Kings apparently were interested in and could be again. But we start with the big news from Tuesday with the Los Angeles Kings signing left-handed defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov to a two-year contract extension worth an average of $5.875 million per season through the 2024-25 season. Gavrikov was to be an unrestricted free agent. The deal does include a no-movement clause, and according to CapFriendly.com, it is a full no movement clause, uh, not a list of 10 teams that he can be traded to. Uh, he is not going anywhere for the next two years. Gabrikov will turn 28 in November. He uh, played five seasons in the KHL, Russia's top pro league, before joining the Columbus Blue Jackets for the playoffs in the 2018-19 season. The sixth-round pick played parts of four seasons in Columbus before being dealt to the LA Kings before the trade deadline this past season, along with goalie Jonas Corposalo in exchange for a 2023 first-round pick a 2024 second-round pick, and goaltender Jonathan Quick. In 72 regular season games last season for the Kings and Blue Jackets, Gabrikov posted 19 points, 6 goals, and 13 assists. In 52 games in Columbus, he had 3 goals and 10 points. In just 20 games for the Kings, he had 3 goals and 9 points. Over those 20 games in L.A., he led Kings defenseman in plus-minus. He was a plus-12. He was tied for the lead in takeaways with 8, ranked second on the blue line with uh 21.1 seconds of ice time per game and also minutes on the ice shorthanded a minute 59 per game. Uh, he finished third among blue liners in block shots with 26. Again, that was over his 20 games after joining the Los Angeles Kings in 276 career NHL games. Gavrikov has 18 goals and 64 assists for 82 points and is known as more of a defensive defenseman in six playoff games with the Kings. He had one assist. Let us hear from Vladislav Gavrikov in his exit interview with the team. If you've joined us for one of these in the past, I'll be paraphrasing the questions and answers from when Gavrikov met with the media a few days after the Kings were eliminated this past season in the playoffs. Uh, if you'd like to hear the entire exit interview for yourself, you can go to YouTube. Just search Vladislav Gavrikov exit interview. It'll be the first thing that pops up. And thanks to the LA Kings YouTube channel for providing these for us to be able to view and listen to. The first question Gabrikov was asked was about would he re-sign with the Kings? And he was pretty brief in his response, basically saying, 
We'll see what happens. Well, we all know what has happened now. Uh, he was then asked about the numbers he put up in his brief time in L.A. and if he proved that it can be an important piece on a good team. Uh, he said that when you play on a good team, it's easier to put up good numbers and be looked at as a better player. He said he was glad to get an opportunity to play for the Kings. And again, we'll see what happens in the future. But we know uh, with the uh, with our magic time machine that he is now re-signed with the L.A. Kings. Gavrikov was asked how he and his family enjoyed L.A., and him being a king, uh, he said, and he used the word perfect, uh, he said that he and his family were treated very well. Uh, he said that they loved it here in L.A. and uh, everything was was good on and off the ice. And that was something that I mentioned uh, about being, you know, a factor in where players want to live. It's not always just about the money. That has to be the major factor because careers are short. You got to get the money while you can. But people want to live in a place that they like. They want to play for a team that they enjoy playing for. We said those were definite factors that seemed to be in place for Vladislav Gavrikov uh, and, a, and a good sign that if the money was anywhere close to what he thought he was going to get elsewhere, that he would come back to the LA Kings. And that was the case. Uh, he was also asked about teammate Drew Doughty recruiting him to stay in LA. Uh, he said that Drew was awesome and that he loved his teammates in LA. He also singled out his defensive partner, Matt Roy, as being a good pro. Uh, he said that playing with Roy was a pleasure and it was easy to adjust and play with him. Uh, Gavrikov was asked more about the chemistry with Roy and the numbers that he put up in L.A. He said he usually doesn't like to look at the stats. He's more concerned with the record of the team and winning. He said he felt like it was pretty easy to fit in with the Kings lineup in the short amount of time that he was here in LA and he was asked about the series against the Oilers and what the difference was in the Kings not being able to win. He said that the Kings need to work on details. He said small things uh, need to be corrected, but that the team was close. And he also singled out improving the special teams, referring to the team's penalty kill. And the final question for Vladislav Gavrikov in his exit interview with the Kings, he was asked about being traded for the first time in his NHL career and what that experience was like. Uh, he said um, that it happened fast. He also said that he got traded on his wife's birthday, which uh, they both thought was a great birthday present. Uh, he said it was a birthday that they will never forget, and they were excited about the adventure of joining a new team. So uh, certainly it appeared that you know he, he enjoyed his time in Columbus, but he was ready for a change. Uh, if you kind of followed, uh, you know, we talked about Vladislav Gavrikov when we were looking at potential players the Kings could trade for, and his name certainly came up. Uh, and then there was, you know, they were scratching him. They weren't playing him for a couple of weeks, if I remember correctly, because they didn't want him to get hurt. And he was certainly unhappy about not being able to play. So I think he was relieved that it was finally over. And then he was grateful to go to a team like LA where he could play in meaningful games, get a chance to win. And fortunately for him, uh, ended up liking the city a lot. You know, LA is not for everyone. But uh, there are a lot of great things about Los Angeles, as we, know, we all know, if we live here in L.A. And apparently Vladislav Gavrikov, well, it suited him. And uh, it's good to see that he is back for two more seasons with the L.A. Kings. And when you look at his 20 games with the Kings, 26 games when you include the playoff games, he really did seem to fit in pretty seamlessly with the Kings. There wasn't much of an adjustment period for him as far as just stepping right in the lineup and really looking like he belonged Right away, um, like I said, I'm sure joining a winning team and playing in important games, I'm sure that energized him to uh, to play the way he did. Uh, I, I would say based on everything that he has said and everything that we heard uh, in the exit interview and before that he did want to resign with the LA Kings if the money was right, and that ended up happening, which was great. 
Part of the reason was, again, yes, the money's mo- the most important thing, but what what was his fit with the Kings? What was his role? How did he get along with his teammates? Was the team successful? Did he like living in the city? And all those boxes seemed to check yes uh, for Vladislav Gabrikov. So it did seem like it was a good fit for the Kings, and he was a good fit for L.A. Uh, and so good that everything could be worked out so that he could return. And there are a lot of things to like about Vladislav Gavrikov's game. I think first and foremost, he's smart. He rarely is out of position, uh, rarely turns it over in his own zone. I think he seems to have a great grasp of when to pinch and when to jump up in a play and when to play it smart and not take risks, which is very important for any defenseman. Uh, he's got good size, 6'3", 220, which the Kings could use a little bit more size. So to have him on the blue line for an entire season uh, certainly bodes well. He's also a penalty killer as well. Um, he's a good skater. I think he's got good vision. Um, he makes good outlet passes in his own zone. Uh, I mentioned rarely turns the puck over. Uh, despite being a defensive defenseman, though, I think he was never really afraid to jump up in the play offensively if necessary. So again, that goes along with the good decision-making as well. Uh, I think we all saw he's got a great reach. He's got a great poke check. He uses his stick really well uh, to play defense. And he fit very solidly on that second pairing uh, with Matt Roy. I think his shot is okay. Um, His scoring touch is okay. That's not what he's known for. But uh, it's not like he can't put a nice shot on net when necessary. All in all, um, and I wasn't sure what to expect from him. I had heard some good things about him. I didn't see a lot of him play with, I don't watch a lot of Columbus Blue Jackets game unless they're playing the LA Kings. So I, I wasn't real familiar with his game, but seeing him for those 20 games in the regular season and those six games in the playoffs, I really liked what I saw. Obviously the Kings did as well. And I think having a full season of Vladislav Gavrikov next year is going to obviously help the Kings defense overall should help the penalty kill as well. And then him getting, you know, more acclimated to being here, more comfortable, settled in, knowing his teammates, he should, I think, have a better season than he did a year ago in his brief time with the LA Kings. So a lot of good things to like about Vladislav Gavrikov remaining a Los Angeles King. So what does the Kings defensive core now look like at the moment after the Gavrikov signing? And what is the Kings salary cap situation going forward? We're going to talk more about that in a second, but I need to remind you today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the fast and the easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With the Game Time app, tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area, and you get the lowest price guaranteed with event cancellation protection. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And the game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your emails. Just download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. So with Vladislav Gavrikov locked up for two seasons, where does that leave the Kings defense at the moment? Well, the top four appears to be locked in. Mikey Anderson on the left side, Drew Doughty on the right side on the top pairing, and Gavrikov on the left side, Matt Roy on the right side on the second pairing. But what about the third pairing? It's expected the Kings are not going to bring back veteran defenseman Alex Edler, who was on the third pairing on the left side for most of the season. He's an unrestricted free agent. 
and I think the Kings are ready to move away from him. He's a little bit long in the tooth, and there are other players waiting in the wings. But who will be the player to take his spot? Also, Sean Walker is now gone, traded to Philadelphia, so there's a spot available there on the right side as well. Uh, most notably, to fill one of those spots on the third pairing is Sean Dursey, but will he remain on the team on opening night? That's still to be determined. Uh, the pros, as far as Sean Dursey goes, is that he's young, 24 years old, versatile. He can play on the left or right side. Uh, he does have some above average offensive ability. He was tied with Drew Doughty for the most goals by a defenseman for the Kings this season with nine and was second behind Drew Doughty in scoring with 29 points. He can also run a power play unit. The cons when it comes to Sean Dursey is he's been known to make a big mistake in key moments leading to big goals against. Although trading Dursey won't bring the Kings much salary cap relief, he makes $1.7 million. Um, he is a right-handed shot, but there's other right-handed shots uh, that are available behind him. Uh, with his offensive abilities, I think he could bring back a decent return as opposed to trading some other players. Um, the Kings could be looking to move Dursey mostly because of what is behind him in the system. Most notably, highly touted prospect Brad Clark, as well as Jordan Spence, both have offensive upside like Dursey. Uh, they could both feel his shoes running a power play unit. They they both at the moment make less money than him as well. Not a big difference, but still every penny counts. Um, they could both fill in on the right side uh, of that third pairing. As for the left side, um, there are other options as well. There's still Tobias Bjornfoot, Jacob Moverari, Cole Krieger was a player that the Kings signed after he was rights were traded to him late in the season after he played uh, at Michigan State University. So there's, you know, he's in the mix potentially as well, a player that we haven't really known too much about at this point, but he'll get a chance in training camp and preseason potentially to see if maybe he's uh, got the ability. He's obviously a little bit of an older player. He's right there in the mix, even though Bjornfoot and Moverari have more professional games and have some NHL experience. He played many years at university uh, at Michigan State University, so he is an old, he's a player who's about the same age as all those other guys. So he has experience at the collegiate level. So he could be in the mix as well. Uh, Bjornfoot would be the one guy that has the most NHL experience at this point, but still that's limited. Uh, he's played 116 NHL games. So it will be very interesting to see how the Kings handle that third pairing. Will Dursey stay? And could he play on the left side and have potentially Brant Clark on the right side? Or would they go with a very younger pairing on the third pairing with guys like Bjornfoot and Clark? Again, uh, that remains to be seen. As far as what the Gavrikov signing does for the Kings' salary cap situation, right now they have about $7.3 million in cap space. Uh, now, without making any trades, the Kings are looking to add a goalie. Uh, they're also having to re-sign restricted free agents, most notably Gabe Bellardi and Rasmus Kupari. So it's certainly possible we could st still see someone else getting moved. We talked about Dursey. We have heard Victor Arvidsson's name being brought up as well. I think Alex Ayafalo could be an option as well. So while the Gabrikov signing was a priority, and it's great to have that out of the way, and as we said on Tuesday's show, there is still work to be done. That said, I think the Kings are off to a good start. I like that Rob Blake is proactive when it comes to making these moves. He doesn't wait around when he sees the opportunity to make some sort of a move. He did that with Kevin Fiala when the Kings clearly had a need to add scoring punch with a top six forward, even though Fiala played 
on the third line. He still gives them top-line production. He went out and got that done early in the process and did the same with Vladislav Gavrikov making that trade with the Blue Jackets and the Flyers to address the Kings' biggest need. And now that is out of the way, and now it's on to the next order of business for the Kings, which is goaltending. And I did see a tweet about a potential goalie target, uh, Dave Panyota, who uh, is with the fourth period uh, and also does work for NHL Network Radio. Uh, he tweeted out that the LA Kings and Nashville Predators discussed a trade involving Predators goalie UC Soros last season leading up to the deadline before the Kings decided to pull the trigger on the Gabrasov Corposalo deal. Uh, he said that the deal potentially for UC Soros involved uh, a package of picks and prospects, uh, and he wondered if perhaps the Kings and Predators would revisit those conversations now that the Kings still have need and the Predators are kind of looking to retool after missing the playoffs last year. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with UC Soros, he has been the number one goalie in Nashville for the past three seasons, taking over for franchise legend Pekka Rene. Uh, he backstopped the Preds to a Stanley Cup final appearance in 2022. He was a Vesna Trophy finalist that same year. This past season, uh, numbers slipped a little bit. Record of 33-23-7, 2.58 goals against average, and a 9.19 save percentage. Solid numbers for a Nashville team that did miss the playoffs. And UC Soros is under contract for two more seasons at $5 million per season. Exactly what Cal Peterson would have been if he had stayed on the LA Kings, it's, I mean, when you, wow, this guy, UC Soros making the same as Cal Peterson. And yet he's, he's backstopped the team to the Stanley cup final. And he's been a Vezina trophy finalist. That tells you how, how crazy that Cal Peterson contract was. All right. One thing to keep in mind, if the report is true and Rob Blake was engaged in trade talks with the predators about UC Soros, those talks were with David Poyle, who was at the time, the only GM the Nashville Predators had ever had. But he has now stepped down, and Barry Trotz is the new general manager in Nashville. So if the Kings do end up revisiting a potential Soros trade, it would be with a different man in charge who may have a completely different philosophy on whether he wants to keep Soros or not or what he would be looking to back get back in return for uh, UC Soros. So um, that's now a different wrinkle in that whole situation, if again the Kings wanted to revisit that, it should be pointed out that Victor Arvidsson, you might know, was a longtime former Predator, uh, a fan favorite in Nashville, and he played under Barry Trotz when Trotz was the head coach in Nashville. So it's possible there's a desire for Trotz to bring RV back. Don't know if that would be the case or not, but there is a relationship there, and those things do play a factor sometimes in trades. Um, so we talked about a potential trade for Victor Arvidsson to free up cap space to bring Vladislav Gavrikov back. And most people said they weren't in favor of that. So I'll throw this out there. How about a Victor Arvidsson trade to bring in a legitimate number one goalie, a Carter Hart, a UC Soros, a Connor Hellebuck, a Thatcher Demko, some of those type of guys. Would you be in favor of having to move off Victor Arvidsson if it meant getting back a legit number one goaltender and there are free agents available as well and look Jonas Corposalo is still in the mix to come back for the LA Kings um but we'll see we'll see what Rob Blake decides to do um but there is like I said Kings are off to a great start I love the three-team deal and what they did to get rid of players and open up cap space I love the resigning of Vladislav Gavrikov um probably would have liked to see it maybe it be a three-year deal 
Um, but around $6 million is, is pretty good uh, deal for the Kings. Uh, but I said, like I said, there's still work to be done specifically with looking for a goaltender, whether it's to be a one, a one B with Phoenix Copley uh, or whether it's to be the number one guy in Copley, be the backup. And of course we still have to resign most notably Gabe Velarde, a restricted free agent. So again, good start for the Kings and Rob Blake, but there is still work to be done. Coming up, a former LA King is in the news. So that gives us an opportunity to play a game we like to call Name That King. That is up in just a second, but real quick, want to let you know today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, brought to you by Bird Dogs. What is Bird Dogs? Well, they're shorts that have the underwear built in, and that might sound weird, but I'm telling you, these things are amazingly comfortable. They feel great, and they look good. Lots of different colors to choose from, and how often does something look good and feel good? It's the perfect combination. I wear my bird dogs in a variety of different places. It could be doing stuff in the yard. It could be just wearing them around town. It could even be to go out to a nice meal. They look that good. Uh, and my wife loves them because they look good on me and I rarely wear clothes that make me look good. So check out birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. And when you enter the promo code locked on NHL, they'll throw in a free custom bird dog, a Yeti style tumbler with every order. Again, that is birddogs.com, B-I-R-D-D-O-G-S.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDONNHL for your free gift. All right, it's time for another edition of Name That King. It is an amazing game that we sometimes play, usually in the offseason, and usually I try to make it when there is a former LA King that is in the news, and that is the case today. Uh, if you, What I do is I give you some clues, and uh, hopefully by the time we get to the end, you've figured out who it is, and uh, you can pat yourself on the back. Uh, and if you haven't, well, then you've learned something today. Uh, some of these are harder than others. I personally think this one is pretty easy. If you don't get it, uh, then you have to run around the block. Take a lap. Uh, no, this one's relatively easy because he was on the team not long ago. Uh, so here you go. Let's uh, Let's check it out and play Name That King. This former king was born in 1994 in London, Ontario. His father is a pilot for Air Canada, which is a fun fact. Uh, he was a fourth-round pick of the Detroit Red Wings, and he would go on to play parts of five seasons in the Motor City, scoring a career-high 30 goals in the 2018-19 season. However, his very next season, his numbers dropped off significantly. As a matter of fact, he was a league-worst minus 45. He ended up getting traded at the trade deadline to the Edmonton Oilers. After the season, he was a restricted free agent, and the Oilers decided not to offer him a contract, making him an unrestricted free agent. He signed a one-year deal with the LA Kings worth $1.2 million, put up 10 goals and 23 points in his first season in LA. That led to a second one-year contract with the Kings for $2.7 million in 28 games that season, his final year in LA. He had 11 goals and 17 points. He then signed a one-year $3 million deal before this past season to play in Chicago for the Blackhawks, played 81 games for the Blackhawks this past season with 20 goals and 40 points. Now, this offseason, he was an unrestricted free agent, but today he signed a two-year deal with the Blackhawks worth $4.25 million per season. Now, this is probably where, if you haven't got it by now, you're going to get it. Uh, his ethnicity is of Greek origin. He is a standout speedster on the ice, which uh, got him the name Grease Lightning. 
Wore number 22 with the LA Kings. His first and last name start with the same letter, the letter A. Name that king. It is, of course, Andreas Anthony How about that? He got a two-year deal worth $4.25 million per season. That is a boy, good for him. Good for him. Now, he had a pretty good year with Chicago last year. They were a terrible team. Uh, so he got a lot of ice time. But And look, Andreas Antonisio was a fan favorite while he was here. He was a fun guy to watch. A lot of speed. We get those breakaways. Um, has a decent scoring touch. Not real great defensively. Doesn't give you much else uh, other than his speed and his scoring ability. But, uh, man, good for him. Uh, woo! 4.25 million per season for Andreas Antonisio. Good for him. All right, for you everydayers, uh, those of you that listen and watch every day, uh, we have a big Kings fan feedback show coming up tomorrow. You have a lot to feedback about this week. Uh, the Kings obviously making changes to their TV broadcast. Alex Faust not being brought back as the Kings TV play-by-play man. Uh, the Kings making a three-team trade to ship out Jonathan, uh, Jonathan um, not Jonathan, uh, to ship out Cal Peterson. I was going to say Jonathan Bernier. That was a brain fart uh, to, to ship out Cal Peterson and Sean Walker uh, to free up cap space. And of course, uh, giving them the room to re-sign Vladislav Gabrikov. Uh, what do the Kings now do uh, with filling a need in net and whatever else is on your mind? It's all up to you. It is your show. Uh, if you have anything you want to sound off about, you can send us an email. The email address is locked on Eddie at gmail.com. E D D I E. Uh, and you can always leave your comments in the YouTube episode as well that you are watching if you're on YouTube. So get those emails and comments in now. And looking forward to a big show coming up tomorrow, a Friday Kings fan feedback show. Also, would love for you to stay interact with the show by following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Locked On LA Kings. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you very much for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, Go Kings, go.